it is amazing how things progress, right? You just you just have to sit back for a minute and just be thankful of all the little steps. And sometimes when you're uh, blogging or you're writing tutorials or you're doing the videos like that you ladies do that you do in the studio, uh, sewing parts online does, it's like you don't know who you're touching. You don't know who you're reaching out. You don't know, right, who is being inspired by that or who's going to benefit by that. And so you you just have to hope that your message, whatever your message is, in mine and ours, it's quilting and sewing, um, is reaching somebody that's where it's going to make a difference. Welcome to the Sew Inspired Podcast, where we unravel the stories behind the stitches. My name is Trisha. And my name is Alex. Each week, we'll be sharing our own sewing tales and inviting special guests to join us on the show. From favorite sewing techniques to must-have products and even some hilarious sewing mishaps. We'll be covering it all. Whether you're a seasoned sewing pro, a beginner, or just curious about the world of sewing, this podcast is for you. So grab your needles, your thread, and maybe a glass of wine and plan on leaving here so inspired. Well, let's say hi to Karen. Hello, Karen. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to see you both in the studio and spend some time chatting. How are you? We're doing very well. A little bit tired, but overall, <laughs> pretty good. How about yourself? <laughs> oh, we're doing good here. We have finally some sunshine here in the Finger Lakes. Um, we did have a little bit of cool temperatures overnight, so I don't know about you guys. Well, you're in Tennessee, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, a little warmer down there. But we had a hard frost last week. So we, you know, when we're not sewing, we're gardening and or we're outside. So we've been busy trying to make sure plants, vegetables and everything else taken care of around here. So but it's a beautiful sunshiny day today. It's a great day to chat to chat. Awesome. So where is here? You mentioned Oh, so yeah. I'm sorry. So here is in upstate New York. Um we're in the Finger Lakes region. My husband and I live here uh, just just uh, on the outskirts of Cuca Lake. We have a, a view overlooking the lake and uh, we built a new home here a few years ago. So uh, we are four hours from the city. We're quite a long distance from New York City. So people say, oh, you're from New York. But yeah, we're from you know, upstate New York, or as some people might call it central New York. But we live in a beautiful region where the Finger Lakes exist. There's multiple lakes that dot the New York state uh, landscape. And they were dug here by glaciers. So uh, there's still so many of them that they refer to them as the Finger Lakes because it actually looks like fingers if you look at it on the map. That's awesome. Yeah. And we have, it is, it's really fun. We we love our lake. It's Cuca Lake. It's with a K, K-E-U-K-A. And the reason it's so unique, uh, it's one of the very unique Finger Lakes is because it's shaped like a Y. So it literally has two lakes at the top and a lake at the bottom. And uh, so there's lots of space to boat and lots of shoreline. There's probably, see, no, more than that. There's like a hundred, it's like if you map the shoreline because it's shaped like a Y, it's it's hundreds of miles, like it's a hundred miles of shoreline. Wow. That's probably high, but close. <laughs> yeah, really it's really cool. awesome. <laughs> so you have to decide yeah, whether or not you're here. going fishing or you're going to be quilting, right? <laughs> That's right. Fishing, boating, skiing, tubing, swimming. We do all those fun things. And we have many grandchildren, so they mm. they come in the summer. Summer times, if you look at my, my schedule online, you'll usually see that I try to block July and August. And because uh, that's when we play. It's playtime. Playtime with the family. That's amazing. I was scoping out your website, which, wow, you are a busy lady. <laughs> It's got a lot of cool stuff on there. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. You know, I never intended to become 
uh, an educator of any sort for quilting. It's odd because I really just started quilting as a hobby. And I thank my sister, Janet, for getting me started with it. She's my uh, nine years, my elder. And um, she got me started with quilting when we when we purchased the cottage here. We do have a cottage on the lake. And when we purchased the cottage, she said, you're going to need some quilts for your bedrooms. So I, I really have to thank her for getting me, teaching me to quilt. You know, she taught me to to cut fabric and to piece and and then was kind of my left hand through a whole bunch of different learning adventures with applique and wool and um yeah so if it weren't for her saying oh you're gonna need quilts for your cottage <laughs> i maybe i never started this so i, I really love that uh, that we get to share that together and our other sister michelle also is involved in a lot of the craft and creative sense that we we all share together it's a lot of fun Oh, that's amazing. I love that you do that with your sisters. Can you explain your website a little bit and your company? I'd like to hear some more about your particular website. Thank you. Absolutely. So the company name is Redbird Quilt Co. Um, a lot of people call me Redbird Quilts or Redbird Quilting Company, or, but it's Redbird, all one word, and then Quilt Co. And so the website is redbirdquiltco.com. So, um, yeah, Redbird Quilt Co. was created maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, about 10 years ago. Um, and it, I out there I keep a small gallery of the things that I've prepared. Uh, because I kind of consider myself an educator, I don't have a lot of things that I, like patterns that I create or you know, I have very limited patterns. I'm, I'm not a fabric designer and I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as a pattern designer only because I've only made very few patterns. But what I really, really love to do the most is quilt, you know, quilt the three layers together. That's kind of what makes my heart sing. And, uh, you know, part of my, my backstory with my sister teaching me uh, piecing so that I could make quilts for the cottage was that... Um, I was, I'm a programmer business analyst by trade. I'm retired now from that, but um, all day long, I would do very detailed things. You know, if I wasn't detailed, the programs weren't going to run at night, right? And then I would get a phone call in the middle of the night that the programs aren't running right. So I had to make sure that everything was working uh, perfectly. So when I started piecing, I realized, oh my goodness, there's so much detail in this and I have to be so precise. I was like, not sure this is for me mm. <laughs> as I was doing that kind of work all day long mm -hmm. and uh, so I quickly found my way out of piecing and into applique um, we, my sister and I took some classes together needle turn and okay and then we kind of jumped into wool applique it was a lot of fun and so I, I kind of snuck away from piecing really early on in my, in my uh, learning adventure. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun. I didn't agree <laughs> me. Sorry. Bless you, hon. Until you know, geez, like seven years, maybe after I started quilting. I, I started, I learned a lot from bloggers, you know, and a lot of times um, people don't really know what a blogger is anymore because it's kind of an old fashioned way, right? An old fashioned electronic diary is what I call it. And so I was learning so much um, when I first started out from 
reading other people's blogs where they were documenting their experiences, kind of like now you do with socialism, with YouTube, before it was all written with pictures, you know, and still shots. Uh, not, a, not a lot of live, not a lot of video. Um, but since I was learning so much from others, I decided that I would start my own blog and um, start documenting the things that I was learning and the things that made me click. And that part of that whole process is, is what, I guess, one step at a time propelled me toward becoming a friend from Redbird Coco. Because I never, as I mentioned, I never had any intention of doing that. I was just trying to find a hobby that I could do at night that would take my mind off of the all the projects at work that you know I needed to, to be responsible for. So um, I'm so thankful though that my path just continued and continued and I can go down that path if you like. I don't necessarily want to bore everybody. <laughs> you won't bore anybody, Karen. But just understand I want to make sure that I'm understanding excuse me, I'm gonna back up a second. I just want to understand correctly, you started your blog first and then it transitioned into Redbird Quilt Co. So what's the name of Absolutely. Your blog? Are you ready for this? I am. You're going to have to put a ticker tape on the bottom. <laughs> it's uh, Karen's Quilts, Crows, and Cardinals blog. Got that? That is a little long. Yeah. Karen's Quilts, Crows, and Cardinals blog. So, yeah, that's what my blog name was. Why did I do that, right? So, I, because I was, I was um, putting information out there about quilting because that was kind of my newest hobby um i love birds any kind of birds songbirds uh birds of prey uh domestic birds parrots uh, so i love birds and cardinals of course have always been important to me as well um I, any kind of cardinal it, it just has a connection to kind of a different level a different spiritual world so uh, cardinals have always been important to me from that respect so i guess that's why i named the blog the way i did but it's a little when you say that to people they go wait hot wait it's that long and it's still there just like that in inward you know um, google blogger it's never been converted over into my website yet so in my spare time i can maybe try to work that in Welcome to Sewing Parts Online, the family-owned business that has been providing quality sewing machines since 2008. Our mission is to help you bring your creative visions to life, and we believe that starts with having the right sewing machine. Quilting, embroidery, serging, crafting, Sewing Parts Online has got you covered. You supply the creativity, we supply the sewing machines. I was actually going to ask how you got the name Redbird Quilt Co. too, but now I'm kind of seeing a pattern with the bird theme. So that's really cool. Yeah. I want yeah. to go back to how you said that, um, you know, this started off as just a hobby and just to kind of escape and, you know, do something creative. And I, I just, I'm just curious, you know, after so many years of doing what you're passionate about and kind of turning it into work for yourself, is that, is that still true for you? Or, you know, the quote says, do what you love and you won't work a day in your life. Is that true for you? Or how do you balance, you know, working your passion and not feeling burnout, I guess? Oh, that's a really great question. That's a very good question because, yeah, um, what you find is that in, in my, I have a lot of different roles right now, right? I'm doing, Karen is Redbird Quilt Co. And I also work 
part-time for Orafil, the thread company. So everything I'm doing, whether I'm doing it for myself or as, you know, with Orafil is is quilting related. So from that respect, I am doing what I love and it it, it allows me um, to be connected with the quilting world every day. And I'm very appreciative of that. And I've found so many people, so many quilt, quilters. Uh, there's always marvelous things about quilters out there, right? There's no giving. They're so open. They share all the time. They're always trying to help other people. All these wonderful things about quilters that I just adore, and I'm very thankful for that. But what I do find, because I'm so busy, though, is that I don't necessarily have as much time to spend on my own projects as I did before. Um, and, you know, my, my sister, who occasionally she'll make a certain quilt, and I say, oh, you can't give that to anybody else but me. Well, and then she has to wait and wait and wait for me to have a spare time to quilt it. Um, so, so I am still dabbling every day, and I'm pretty excited. Um, this year, 2023, I am working closely with Orafil for a subscription box that starts in July. And... Um, I'm doing a lot of education uh, associated with that, which I guess I've found over the years that education is a big passion of mine as well. So it's kind of like I get to combine the quilting with education and teaching and sharing with others. And it, it all just melds together really well. And I'm very excited about the upcoming projects that I'm going to be doing with Orafil. Um, yeah, and I've had such a great opportunity to just take what I was doing every day, day in and day out, that hobby, that passion, and kind of fold it right into the industry. I've been very fortunate that way. I'll back up a little bit for you because when I started getting more connected to the actual industry, the quilting industry, it it, it really came about because of the blog, because I had won some fabric uh, from Deb Strange. She's a Moda designer. Yeah. So I was following Deb's blog and of course she did a giveaway for one of her fabric lines and uh, she had some strike-offs and maybe uh, the, the uh, just pieces that were sent to her for approval giveaway. And so I, my name in the hat to win the fabric and I actually won it. And it came like a big, like medium size box priority mail. And I was so excited. I'm like, woohoo, you know, because I was really new at this. I didn't have a big stash, right? I was just kind of picking little pieces here and there um, that I loved. And so all of a sudden I had this big box of fabric. And guess what? It had Redbirds on it, right? So the, fa the fabric line was really old. This is an old fabric line. It was called Family Tree by Deb Strain for Moda. And um, in the family tree that she literally created with her fabric, there were birds, all sorts of different birds in the tree. And so there were green birds and aqua birds and red birds and all sorts of pretty colored birds. And so I used this, encouraged by other friends around me, uh, they encouraged me to make a pattern from the fabric, like do something with it, make something out of it. So I um, make this little pillow design and they said I should send it to Moda because at the time Moda, um, Moda still has a website called the Moda Bake Shop where they share free tutorials, tutorials and patterns a lot. So my friend Cindy said, you should send, you should design something and send it to Moda because if they like it, they'll, they'll want to publish it on their, on their Moda Bake Shop. And of course, I'm learning as I go, right? I know nothing about any industry stuff. I'm just playing and having fun. And But I sent the uh, family tree pillow 
design that I literally drew the tree with a crayon and I fussy cut the fabric and just pasted it on there with like sticky tape and stuff. And I sent them this picture that was like a 10th grader, you know, like I, like a fifth grader maybe did. And I said, this is my design for a pillow. And they're like, they wrote back and said, we love it. Can you do it for us? So that was another one of my stepping stones, right? Where all of a sudden now I'm writing a tutorial to do a pillow. It was just a very, like an offset log cabin pillow with some applique in the offset part. And um, I can't do anything in one or two words, as you guys have already realized today. So um, I wrote this like 20 page tutorial and like 100 pictures and sent it back to Moda. They're like, oh, wow, <laughs> really great. But um, it was fun because it, it took my hobby to the next step right now. All of a sudden I'm writing. Yeah. something that someone needs to follow and needs to make sense and needs to have all the measurements correct and all that. But it was right up my bandwagon because I'm a business programmer. I'm an analyst. So analyzing in detail and digging into the into the guts of things is what I really love to do. So, um, But it opened that step, opened a whole new world. Right now, all of a sudden, on the Moda Bake Shop, there's all the shops across the country, actually globally, and guilds and other makers are reading what's going on, the free tutorials and patterns that get published. Uh, so now all of a sudden, uh, um, I, my name was out there in a different, you know, like that had never been before, right? Mm -hmm. Who's this girl, Karen Miller, who wrote this tutorial? And I found that I loved writing so much and I loved creating so much that I did more for the bake shop. And that is, I think, a huge part of what my stepping path to becoming Redbird Quilt Co. and, you know, being known outside of my little hometown where I was doing just stuff for a local shop or a local guild. So it really, really kind of jumped me another whole step forward in my, in my progression. It's a lot of fun. That's amazing to hear how that journey is going it's, and it's still going right you're going each stepping stone <laughs> you're constantly moving forward yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely and so you know redbird and berries that's behind me on the wall here that was the second tutorial that i wrote for moda's bake shop and so that was a lot of fun and everybody seems to love cardinals including me so that one was very very popular and i think um at the time before things, uh, the pattern eventually got uh, disappeared from the website. Um, we had a little bit of a crash with the server and it went poof. And all of a sudden it wasn't there anymore. But before that happened, um, I think I counted roughly 15 to 20,000 downloads for that free pattern. Wow. You know, and today is a lot, but back in, you know, 2013, 2014, I guess it was 2014, it was a lot. So, um, yeah, everybody, uh, I'd love to see all those 15 or 20,000 Redbirds that got created. And then every now and then someone will send me one and they'll say, look what I did. Very cool. Well, you had also mentioned that you love education. You're fabulous at that, by the way. It I understand why it's a passion of yours. But I was looking at your website and seeing the type of education that you do. I mean, number one, across the country, you're traveling all the time. And then also with your like Zoom calls and things like that. So 
what's your preference? Um, what's your teaching style? Do you like being in person or do you like the online platform? Ooh, that's a hard one. There, that's like a double-edged sword that's going on there. That's the reason it's hard. So I love to be in person. There is no doubt in my mind that I would rather be in a room full of people that are so excited to learn, right? It's one of the things that is such a huge benefit of being an educator for a, a hobby is that nobody's forced to be there, right? Uh, you're not in there for college. You're not in there for high school. It's not a grade school thing. Nobody's making you go. Like you're signing up and going yourself. So the excitement and the energy and the camaraderie is amazing. And you can never replace that with Zoom or any other online platform. You just can't replace that. So my preference is almost always to be in person. The, the other side of that sword is that it literally takes double the amount of time, right? At least be in person of my my time. So when you when you start looking at you know flying to Missouri or flying to California or flying to you know Florida, uh, these are places that I go, and you look at how much time is involved in preparation for that getting the right samples around, um, making sure your luggage is under 100 pounds uh, with your two pieces of luggage, you know, just all these little crazy things that you have to worry about with travel these days, right? Yeah. Uh, and kind of herd is like a little, like a little herd through the airport. <laughs> so although I love to be in person, it's, it is a lot of work. But when I, if I could just go beat me up, Scotty, you know, like get me there. I love Starbucks. Right. Okay. I just had to say that. <laughs> I, we love Star Trek too. Def, we're definitely Trekkers in our house and all of our kids are too. So um, yeah, in person, especially, you know, when I teach a lot of free motion quilting and that's probably the topic that I love to teach the most. I just find it to be very freeing to be able to sit down at a machine, not necessarily have to make your points match and make sure your hand stitches are exactly right. Um, so I love to teach free motion. And you can't beat being in person, you know, when you're teaching free motion quilting on domestic machines or on sit down machines or long arms, um, because you have these little crazy things that happen where there's a bunch of fuzz underneath your bobbin casing and mm -hmm. it's really hard to troubleshoot that through Zoom, right? Um, there's nothing more fun than sitting down at a machine with someone who's struggling for whatever reason and maybe um, just sitting with them and watching them, uh, sitting beside them and, and kind of working through that. You can come a long way with someone when you can see what it is they're doing and what, what might be their hiccup point, achieving a smooth curve or being able to make a circle that's round or, you know, being able to, to stitch a feather out. So it's great to be in person. I love being in person. I do have to say that um, I can understand where being in person would be so awesome. But I also want to say that we've had the opportunity of being able to take in some of your education via the online platforms. And you are such a wonderful teacher doing it that way as well. So I'm sure that People have gained oh, yeah. so much from you in both the online world and in person. So I just want to give you props because oh. you're you're an amazing, amazing <laughs> educator. You know what I find really oh, thank you so neat much, is Trisha. how part of your inspiration for educating is when you received free fabric, right? Mm -hmm. Fabric. And now 
um, you, you know, you're educating with us and we've given away free thread of yours. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's really cool how it comes full circle and just thinking about, oh my goodness, Aww. like what if somebody that received Karen's thread, what if they get inspired in the same way and where will they be in 10 years? You know, and you just never know what those little Aww. things could do and just how your journey began with something just like what you're doing now. And it's really cool. Aww. Thank you for that. Yeah, it it is amazing how things progress, right? You just you just have to sit back for a minute and just be thankful of all the little steps. And sometimes when you're uh, blogging or you're writing tutorials or you're doing the videos like that, ladies do that you do in the studio, uh, sewing parts online does. It's like you don't know who you're touching. You don't know who you're reaching out. You don't know right who is being inspired by that or who's going to benefit by that. And so you you just have to hope that your message, whatever your message is, and mine and ours, it's quilting and sewing, um, is reaching somebody that's where it's going to make a difference. Just like Deb Strain, you know, like you said, giving away that fabric and me just playing with that fabric, having it in house, you know, and playing with it, it was it was just a big big step. Um, the other the other thing that happened, which was very circumstantial, also was that I start my sister, Jana, again, the one that taught me to, to sew, uh, found some panels at a local quilt shop here in or in Watkins Glen, New York. And she said, oh my gosh, these is, this is going to be great for our grandchildren. <laughs> so she bought a bunch of these panels that were literally growth charts. Like you could pin them on the wall after you quilted them. And then you could mark, there was inches marked on them. And you could write right on the fabric and say, okay, this is Ethan at six months and this is Ethan at a year and blah, blah, blah. So she bought these panels, which I had already discovered that I loved to quilt, you know, free motion. And I was doing mostly small things. So I was doing my own quilting, but I started quilting all these panels and many of them were from um, the world of Susie B. They were very whimsical children, you know, characters like giraffes and lions and bunnies and turtles and frogs and things like that. And I just fell in love with quilting those panels. Actually, one of their very first ones was a red bird. It was a red bird and a yellow bird all stretched out really tall on this growth chart. And that was one of the very first ones that I did. But I would quilt them and then I would blog about it that I had quilted this one this one is for this grandchild and this one's for that grandchild and how much fun I was having and oh my gosh look at all these fun things you can do and then I fell in love with thread right I immediately started realizing oh different colors different weights I can use thread to my advantage here but I was publishing all this on my blog and um, one day I got an email from um I guess she was considered the vice president of world of Susie B fabric Her name was Aglinis and she emailed me and said Karen I'm finding all sorts of free motion quilting that you're doing on our our panels it was world of Susie B emailing me and they're like we would love to meet you you're doing beautiful work and we would just love to meet you so it was another one of those things where I wasn't trying to advertise me or myself or anything. I was just sharing what I loved and what, you know, really clicked with me. And then all out of the blue, this lady emails me who I'm now friends with, you know, and she basically uh, took me under her wing and said, come on, you can, let's have you quilt more of our panels. And I love your ideas and what you're doing. And I, uh, my first trip to quilt market, which was completely on my own international quilt market, I just went on my own. Uh, I got to meet her in person. And I think the very next quilt market, I was going with them to quilt market too. 
you know, show quilts that were quilted in their booth and, you know, hang out with them and talk to consumers about the, you know, the shop owners about what they would like and what would benefit them. So, so just another one of those tiny little stepping stones that kind of propelled me to, to continue to teach and share what I loved. So it's a lot of fun. That's fabulous. I was going to say, I think what's really inspiring about that is, you know, there's some people like you, Karen, that just start off with your passion and it life just kind of takes over. And then there's other people that are kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum and say, you know, they love quilting and they want so desperately to turn it into a business or, you know, they want something to come out of it and they stress about, you know, how do I reach the right people? How do I use social media? How do I, and they, they think, you know, I'm behind, I got to do this and this and this. And this is just inspiring to remember that sometimes you just have to go back to the basics and just simply do what you love and let life unfold mm -hmm. for you. And I think sometimes even when you try to force something, especially that you're passionate about, eventually I feel like that passion can burn out. And I feel like it keeps you even further from yeah. where you visualize yeah. yourself being and then the other flip side of that is sometimes you can visualize all day long where you want to be and life is going to end up taking you complete in a completely different place you know you had no idea that this is where you would be mm -hmm. and as we were interviewing yeah. people with this podcast I feel like that's always what we hear people say is we mm -hmm. had no idea we had no idea and sometimes you just have to let go and just let yourself be surprised over time while you're doing what you love and I think just hearing your story was very inspiring to remember that. Oh, that's a great, that's a great recap of it, Alex. I mean, it, it really is because today's world is so different than it was 10 years ago, even, you know, there was the same pressures weren't there. And for me being, you know, my, um, my world was being a programmer analyst and I had all those stresses at work every day, right. And to try to achieve and do the, as good as I could continue to get promotions and increases and all that stuff. So when I came home at night, it was so nice to just kind of do nothing that no, no one was expecting anything from me. Right. Um, and I didn't need it to fill a monetary gap or anything like that because I was already a professional. So I, I have a lot of sympathy for folks that, you know, like want to jump right into the business side of it. Cause it's, it's, it takes a lot of work, right? Dedication, not allowing the constraints of today's electronic world to manage your, your world and put you a little bit over the edge. Cause I see that too, with a lot of fabric designers, pattern designers, they have a lot of challenges to overcome. So I feel so fortunate that even today, I, this is still just fun for me. I don't have to work, you know? I mean, it's nice to have some spending money, but I kind of look at it as my mad money, you know, when I do make money, which is good. It keeps me keeps me out of my husband's hair and it keeps, you know, sometimes gas in the boat or whatever, you know, it's always fun stuff where it, where it goes or maybe some a new featherweight or so speaking of fun stuff, I have to ask, when we were looking at your website, we had seen a retreat. Can you tell us a little bit about this retreat? Yes, I can. And unfortunately, we had to postpone the retreat this year. I don't know if you saw that or not, but let's let's talk down that path, though, because I'm, I'm sad that we had to postpone it this year. But the retreat started a few years ago, like before COVID. This is going to take us down a whole nother bunny trail, but let me just back up a little bit. When I was blogging, I started following other bloggers, right? And I found Wendy Shepard. I don't know if you are familiar with Wendy or your 
your listeners are familiar with Wendy, but if you're not, you should be. So let's just do a little gig on Wendy real quick. Um, IvorySpring.wordpress or IvorySpring.net or .com. We can get that right later. Wendy um, was blogging and she has an amazing blog, right? She was sharing all sorts of motifs and all sorts of details about her quilting and what was working for her and how to approach things. And I immediately connected with this woman, Wendy Shepard, who I knew didn't know at all, right? I didn't know her from Adam. Um, but I started following her blog and I, you know, she was a big reason, one of the bloggers that I started blogging myself because of her. So Wendy and I, over the many years now, it's been at least 10, maybe 12, maybe longer, basically just started this lovely relationship with one another, even though we only knew each other online, right, through blogging. But we both had a passion for free motion quilting and Wendy's passion for education and sharing was just phenomenal. So she inspired me, always inspired me. But we we finally got a chance to meet. As it, as it ends up, as time progressed, we both became Orafil designers. Uh, she started using Orafil before I did. But I uh, started use I started using it because of her. Uh, so we ended up both being Orafil designers. Eventually, both being Aura philosophers, which are educators that Orafil has certified. And we finally met in person about six years ago at an Orafil celebration for their 10 year anniversary. So we finally had a chance to meet in person at Quilt Market, and then at the celebration that followed the event. And we just decided then that we love to we love each other's style so much and uh, approach to quilting that we should get together and do you know do retreats together. And so we started um, we did our first retreat. Geez, I think it was 2019, but don't quote me on that. It may be may have been before. I don't know. I'm so bad at numbers like that. But uh, we did our first retreat together out in Missouri. Um, not far from Missouri Star, there's a beautiful little retreat location that's owned by a friend of mine, Dakota Redford. And so we dreamed up this retreat thing and we did it together. And we had, I don't know, 30 or 40 ladies that came. And it was the first time that we had ever done it. And it was three days of just quilting. It was basic free motion quilting, quilting panels, a little bit of feathers. Um, we did a whole gig on thread or philosophy. Um, but you know, mostly we started it because we loved to be with one another. We loved each other's styles. And then we also wanted, we had between the two of us, a lot of followers on our blogs and on our socials. So we wanted to meet people that, you know, we had been talking to online forever, but not meeting in person. So our first retreat was smaller than we had expected, but still small made it lovely because we had time to connect with people and meet them and learn about them, work with them one-on-one -on -one at this beautiful retreat location in Missouri. So uh, we tried to pull that off again this year, but I'm afraid we had to end up backing out of it which because of other a lot of different commitments that came sort of crashed in on us so um we're gonna be reshooting for next year to have a retreat um the retreat location in missouri that we've been going to is called the hotel hamilton and retreat and event center uh owned by a lovely couple from well they're from utah originally but they're in missouri now and um, it's a great place where there's like six thousand square foot room huge tables galore lighting is lovely everybody has their own table 
uh, there's a commercial kitchen attached. Uh, so if you, you know, if you want a caterer to come in and cook for you, usually Dakota manages the, the food, all the bringing all the food in and having local caterers do that. But uh, massage chairs. Um, <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we're right in there. It's like, oh my gosh. So at the end of the day, if you've decided you wanted to go for 14 hours, it's okay because you can kind of wander over to these little electric massage chairs and just, and, and they literally grab your body and just massage everything that's hurting all over. Um, and then you just have to walk 30 yards maybe outside of the retreat house to the sleeping areas, to the retreat style sleeping. This is all single beds, um, you know, multiple bathrooms in one area. It just, it's lovely. It's so lovely. We, we love going there. So we're hoping to pull that off again next year. That's amazing. So for next year, with that retreat, do you provide machines or do people bring their own machines? Like, uh, how does that work? So um, either way, either way works. So some people do bring their own machines. Um, there were a lot of people that actually drove there from the states around Missouri. So uh, we had people from Nebraska and people come from a lot from Missouri that came also. Uh, people came up from the south. Um, so some people brought their own machines, but what Dakota has at the retreat house is uh, she has the mm, Everso, Eversones, is that right? You guys should know, right? Eversones? Yep. So she has a bunch of the smaller, I don't know the model number of the Eversones there. And I believe our lovely friends at So Steady uh, also donated some extension tables oh. uh, to use at the retreat location. Yeah, so Stacy and her family donated I don't know, 10 or 20 extension tables that fit this, the Eversongs. Nice. We love them. And so um, you can, yeah, I know. I do too. She's so sweet. They're, they're all amazing. Um, so Dakota has Eversongs at the retreat house that you can, I think she charges nothing, $25 to use it for the whole retreat time, you know, and then you have the extension table and they have their own good learning feet that are there. Uh, so you can rent um, a machine while you're there. Um, and, and it comes with an extension table and it has the feet that you different feet that you need. If you want a piece, you can piece your darning feet. Um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's nice to not have to haul your machine. Cause like for Wendy and I, right, we're, we're flying in, so we're not bringing yeah. any machines with us. So we sewed on the Eversons and what we quickly realized <laughs> was that when you're working on a low shank machine, uh, which these were, um, it's really easy to get caught up in the, the fact that the, the shank is so low, right? And you, maybe you'll forget to put your foot down. It was good learning adventures for everyone that was there because all of a sudden we'll look and somebody's going, oh no, I'm doing something terribly wrong because all my thread is underneath my quilt top, you know? And I'm, oh, we just forgot to put your foot down. Your Robin's having a field day down there. So it's all good. We can just really easily. Um, but, and even I did it. I mean, I did it. I'm like, look, everyone, I just, look what I just did. I forgot to put my foot down and I sewed. So when, when you do that, when that happens, um, you don't drop your, you know, you don't put your presser foot down. Basically, your tension discs aren't engaged, right? It, it's, it's like the bobbin is literally having a field day with your top thread. It's just yanking it all to the bottom, going woohoo! We're having a party down here. Come join us at the bobbin party. And you look underneath your at the 
bottom of your fabric, you look underneath there and you just see hot, you know, gobs and gobs of thread. That's your top thread down there underneath the bottom side. Um, but that's what happens when you don't engage your tension discs. <laughs> your, your bobbin has a field day with all that top thread. So it just all goes to the bottom. But yeah, so much fun. Um, we, we did feathers. Um, what we love to, the other thing that happens at the retreat is Wendy works with a lot of different fabric companies. She does a lot of pattern design she's a master at it right um so all the fabric companies send, uh, send us fabric we had two different batting companies sending batting we had um lots of giveaways from orafil uh so we had a lot of sponsors out there that through you know just threw stuff our way to put in goodie bags and it's always good to kind of i think i have a picture of wendy and i at the goodie bag like we had tables and tables full of goodies and we're, we're there just sorting it all out and we were so excited to be able to share it with everyone one. That's awesome. That's so cool. We'd like to ask everybody, what is one piece of advice that you would give to a beginner quilter or a beginner sewist? Okay. So uh, one piece of advice for a beginner, let me just, um, let me talk to a beginner free motion, somebody who's trying to quilt their layers together themselves. I think the biggest maybe piece of advice, maybe there's two pieces of advice. One is don't be too hard on yourself. Like, um, we are our own worst critics. Like we are so hard on ourselves, right? Uh, we look at what we just stitched out and we're really unhappy with it and we wanna just spend all this time ripping. And I tell everybody, we don't learn anything from ripping. We learn zero. So instead of ripping, just keep stitching, right? Just give yourself a break, walk away, maybe come back and look at it in a couple of hours or the next morning or whatever. And um, yeah. And secondly is when you're trying to free motion, the thing that I, one tip that I love to tell people is don't, don't be twisting your fabric while you're stitching. Just move your hands in the shape that you want to achieve, but don't try to twist your fabric around a curve. And when you sit down and do it, you don't even realize that you, maybe you're doing something a little off, but when you sit down and pay attention, maybe I, I call it the don't be a twister. So <laughs> you can, you can twist between your motifs to kind of twist your fabric around if you need to to put more of your bulk to your left side. But don't be twisting while you're stitching. That's kind of another bit of advice that I think helps people achieve much rounder curves and a smoother, smoother flow to their stitching. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And I'm going to take that advice myself. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Karen. We really appreciate it. And I know. Alex, myself, we would love to have you back on. Uh, thank you so much. You both are so generous and so nice to be uh, here with you. I love, I love everything you're doing. I love what the company's doing too. You guys are great. So um, it's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you, well, thank you Karen. We've loved this. <laughs>